0: You're listening to a podcast from the University of Warwick. Recently, colleagues from Boston University visited the Warwick campus as part of a joint workshop in complexity science. In this podcast, I talk with members of the Energy Workshop about their discussions on smart grids. Taking part were Professor Nalin Kulatilaka and Professor Michael Karamanis from Boston University. From Warwick, I was joined by Professor Phil Moby and Associate Professor Yasmin Morali. Uh, you've all been here over the last couple of days looking at a number of different projects um, under the theme of uh, complexity science but specifically um, your interests are in looking at energy, sustainability um, and the issues um, involved in those things. Can you just for me um, summarise what the key issues are that you've been pulling apart over the last couple of days? Um, We know that energy is a is a big problem that a lot of policymakers and, and um, academics are facing. But in terms of your discussions, what are the things that you've focused on recently? Nalin, do you want to
1: kick off on that? Okay. Um, I think the, the starting point for the discussion was um, trying to understand how um, a, a, a combination of technology, policy, Uh, markets and uh, business aspects need to be brought to bear uh, to facilitate the adoption of clean technologies rather than the development of clean technologies. Um, And very quickly we moved to the idea of a smart electric grid as the vehicle through which we could have some of these discussions, because we felt that uh, that is a very convenient um, uh, construct to which many of the new energy technologies uh, connect uh, and understanding the role of the smart grid um, and the functioning of the smart grid uh, was was really the center (coughs) of our discussion.
0: Michael, can you explain to me a little bit about the smart grid? Um, and its importance in tackling issues around sustainability and and energy supply.
2: Okay, so the smart grid broadly uh, construed uh, to us includes the hardware, uh, the automation, the software, the communication uh, that is embodied uh, in the whole uh, supply chain from generating centrally electricity uh, transporting it, distributing it, consuming it um, and the, uh, the smart grid is an opportunity for us to use um, new communication and, and, and uh, computation and intelligence uh, capabilities that we have at a reasonable, which come at a reasonable cost, at a very low cost following the uh, communication and the computation revolution that we've been living through to address the transformation uh, of our energy sector and in particular the electricity sector, which will have to to come about if we are to address the climate issues and the uh, depletion of uh, fossil fuels uh, issues that we're all familiar with and I'm not going to uh, expound on. So, uh, what are these new uh, things that, that that have to be addressed? Uh, the new uh, reality uh, has to do with, A, the fact that um, our consumption of electricity will probably have to increase, uh, and that increase will will uh, be offset by conservation but it will have to increase in order to uh, deal with the fact that uh, that space conditioning and other services can be more efficiently done through electricity with through heat pumps and so on so the substitution of fossil fuels will be uh, will be more efficient this way and number 2 uh, we would not be able to do to make a, a, a substantial progress in terms of decreasing uh, uh, co two uh, and um, uh, co2 co2 emissions unless we uh, proceed with uh, the electrification of the transportation industry uh, the transportation sector which is responsible for about thirty percent of co2 emissions today so so that is going to increase. The demand for electricity Uh, and that increased demand has to be met if we are to do the job with clean energy uh, generation so the additional generation additional supply has to come from conservation and from clean energy because it's uh, not just enough just
0: to throw up a load of wind turbines the whole distribution network needs to be able to manage that So, so
2: so so the clean energy the clean energy generation uh, can be achieved through, uh, through uh, wind farms and so on, some more nuclear, possibly. But uh, wind farms have, are, are cost competitive on the one hand. On the other hand, they are far away from uh, the, 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 the generation, generation, is far away from, from population centers where the, where the load is, and therefore it has to be augmented by distributed generation small rooftop photovoltaics, possibly small uh, wind generators, and so on that are going to join in with the larger wind farms. Now on top of that, uh, clean energy generation from these sources is is intermittent. It doesn't come at the time that we usually uh, consume electricity. So the the, the big transformation that has to take place is that we, we will have to match, we will have to adapt our consumption patterns to the availability of generation from these sources because electricity is not um, efficiently stored. So and, and of course, fortunately, the, electric, the electrification of the transportation uh, sector, Will provide uh, such an opportunity because that additional load is a benevolent load that, that has some storage capabilities. If we are to charge batteries, we don't have to to charge them uh, at a time that we we do not control or at a time that we need to uh, to drive our vehicles uh, to transport ourselves. But we can choose when to when to, when to do it. So, so the smart grid uh, should be able uh, to enable. Uh, changes in the way we pass around information changes uh, in the markets that exist which can facilitate this distributed uh, response and, and, and adapt- adaptation of loads uh, to the supply to the intermittent supply. I
0: mean, Phil and Yasmin <coughs> touched on the fact that a lot of the discussion is not just about the technology but then the policy frameworks that enable the adaption, uh, adoption and, f- and facilitate the implementation of these technologies. Um, what, what have the discussions over the last couple of days drawn out about um, how uh, the policy community need to uh, deal with the, the, the technological issues?
3: Well, the, the two bits to this, and I think I'd like to add to um, what Michael said, which is he talked about the markets, and in some ways a lot of the talk about the market has to do with changing the industry and how those markets operate within that within the sector but what is also important is getting the consumer to then actually buy into the changes that we could provide and Nellan was talking about the grid as a good way of coordinating the thinking about the technologies and the markets in the provider way but also the smart grid is an excellent way of engaging stakeholder concerns at the consumer level because people need to be engaged in the models we're talking about they can sell their energy back to the grid and for that piece to work the social adoption not just of technologies but of ways and accessibility of interacting with the grid so that the whole piece works matters and for that to happen we need to have connections with regulations Um, so there is a kind of policy stuff that comes top down which is about the sector the markets the regulation of all of that but then there's another piece of policy that comes down to saying, okay, so what do you do with the consumer end? And how do you facilitate that adoption? And one of the problems we touched on this morning um, that, that Phil brought up, which he'll probably say more about, was the pricing. So you have to sell it back and buy it back at the moment, whereas it would be very nice if you could have pricing mechanisms where you could just say, okay, I'm using the grid as a transport mechanism. So those kinds of issues, I think, are very important to resolve, and they will need policy regulation.
0: Phil, do you want to pick up on that point about price?
4: Well, it was um, an observation really that uh, um, many times there are organisations over split sites which uh, want to be able to generate at one site and consume electricity at another site and use the, the grid, the infrastructure, the distribution network as a sort of conduit for passing that uh, energy from one place to another and that's very very difficult to do at the moment in the UK and I think similar problems exist in the USA Um, so really what we need to do is to try and uh, look at mechanisms whereby you can um, just pay for the transportation of the energy and without having to sell it to the the network and then buy it back at another place which is the way it's done at the moment And, and, and that's not Cost-effective for anybody to do, so. Uh, but we're going to have to move to a situation where that is possible. It's kind of a, a virtual power station, whereby you can uh, generate your own energy in one place, transport it to where to where it's needed, and uh, and, and uh, just pay for that transportation cost without uh, without the additional. Tariffs that go on top. So there's a there's a transformation in the in the uh, the way that sector has to operate to make that happen. This
0: process of transformation is um, in terms of the way that I suppose policymakers who have a tendency to prefer solutions that seem simple, um, and certainly in terms of their articulation of uh, of the realities of um, of energy and uh, and energy generation and distribution. Um, you know the simple ideas are the ones that seem to capture the public imagination and yet a lot of what we've been talking about by necessity is talking about complex networks um, and solutions that are not necessarily simple <laughs> transformations of industry um, what are the are there particular challenges in that and how does bringing a, an understanding about complex networks to the um, to the discussion
4: help us get to a point whereby uh, something like a smart grid is a reality there's many many different ways of looking at this I think. The technology side is one thing that we can deal with. We Mm. can devise uh, technological solutions to this problem, but the main difficulty is with uh, this market mechanism. How do you put that into place? It's very complex when you're going from a situation that we have now where you've got a few tens of uh, generators and many millions of consumers to a situation where we're all consumers and all generators and we're all buying and selling from each other, we've got to log all of that information about what's generated and where it's consumed and uh, so it, it's it's a huge uh, complexity problem to sort of uh, um, bring that together. Also there's, there's issues of the intermittency of uh, renewable energy sources uh, this will force the price of electricity to fluctuate as you know when there's an excess uh, in ex- supply over demand the price will drop and vice versa and that will of course uh, have an impact on the way that individuals use electricity they may well you know um, decide to charge their car their car will charge when 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 the prices are are lowest and so therefore there's a whole uh, Range of very difficult problems that need to be addressed that you can't address with, within, say, the industry. It's, it's it's much wider than just the electricity industry to make to understand and make those um, this transformation come about. There's a cultural shift,
0: isn't there, for consumers between um, things like electricity and uh, I suppose just being it's just there, it's a utility, yeah, it, it's always on, to having to think about it in a much more complex way and understand it much more as a commodity. Yes. Well,
1: that that's perhaps one other place where complexity uh, needs to be taken into account, where the decision making uh, need not necessarily happen uh, with a human intervention uh, in the way that we've been uh, used to, but it might require smart agents uh, decision support uh, systems which would uh, process the New streams of information about prices at different times of day at different locations uh, and and assist and in fact almost automate some of these decisions. Phil mentioned that the charging of electric cars, uh, smart appliances would in fact also have the intelligence to to do some of these things. Um, from my point of view the complexity also arises from the fact that this requires um, either explicit or, or ex- implicit coordination between many stakeholders. Uh, the, the grid really, in the old days, was really run by the power companies, um, which now might be several players who distribute and generate and, and so on. But here we see a whole lot of new players who actually move, generate, sense, and process the information as well. And new services might be generated around these service uh, this this new information, so the number of players who are involved and their uh, need to synchronize and coordinate their operations is becoming a, quite an important issue mm-hmm. complex issue
0: and I suppose the, the point about um, meetings like like we've hosted over the last couple of days between Boston and Warwick is that the answers to these problems are going to be are going kind to of come from collaboration rather than from individual research teams. and So how, how valuable is it now that um, increasingly these sorts of meetings are being facilitated? Uh,
2: that's, that's going to be very important. Uh, let me answer by pointing out uh, one of the challenges that we could solve by combining understanding of markets, of uh, business models and so on, and uh, complex systems. Uh, uh, theory uh, that's, um, uh, w- that 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 has uh, people with expertise in uh, at Warwick. Uh, one of the big challenges is to take this complex system and and translate all of these uh, relationships and interactions about uh, uh, thousands, millions of uh, stakeholders who, who who will be there in the in the future. Uh, to simple cost-reflective uh, signals uh, that are going to support uh, the uh, efficient and appropriate decision-making of, of the various uh, stakeholders, and that's uh, something that, uh, that I think we can, uh, we can pursue uh, with uh, this interdisciplinary uh, interaction and, and, and work.
3: And I think there is another element to this as well. Um, So the transdisciplinary, interdisciplinary aspect is really very important. But I think the transatlantic aspect is also very important because with with energy example, for instance, we were talking about cases this morning and they are different scenarios. So we have some problems which are common problems that we can solve together. But also, interestingly, we can actually look at different experiences and different contexts to see what we can learn from the other. So I think it's going to be a very important collaboration from both these points of view.
4: We've also got not just uh, universities but uh, companies which are operating on both sides of the Atlantic in the same areas. And I think that there's a lot of benefit to having a a bigger collaboration across countries uh, to, to, to look at these issues with those companies to try and understand what their problems are operating in different markets slightly different conditions.
3: And the other thing I think that came out of this workshop that I wasn't expecting was a shift in our thinking. We were thinking about projects and collaborative projects. We're now moving towards thinking about programs of research which are much larger and thinking about how we might then cut those down into projects uh, you know, that we could engage different constituencies in. So I think that's another very important thing for me that came out of this is stepping up yes. thinking from mm-hmm. Is the smart
0: grid one of those problems that, in order to be successful, you've got to be ambitious with your ideas? It's, 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 it's a unifying
2: sort yeah. of theme that, that extends, as Phil mentioned, beyond the academic communities and uh, captures and engulfs the uh, the business communities and the industry. Why and I think the policymakers, too. And the policymakers, <laughs> policy by all means, yes. Regulators' policy that drives regulation.
3: And something else that flags for these policymakers is the divide doesn't exist because we have the thinking about the clean energy stuff or the low carbon society stuff and then we have the digital economy and what this very clearly illustrates is that the digital economy uh, or any other policy problem we look at is actually a complex network problem uh, and, and i think that's a very nice kind of piece to come out very clearly yeah. from what we talked about